Welcome to the debut episode of the Passionate Purpose Podcast. This is something I've wanted to do for many years, so I'm glad I finally got this first episode recorded. Today I wanted to talk to you about what Passionate Purpose is about, why I'm doing it, and what you can expect from the show. My intention is to make this a weekly podcast that comes out every Wednesday afternoon. The episodes will usually feature interviews with men and women over the age of 50 who are passionately pursuing a specific purpose for the second half of their lives. One of the reasons I really enjoy podcasts is that it allows people to share their own stories, their own way, in their own words. I have been podcasting since 2014 and I've discovered that doing it this way really allows people to talk about things they're passionate about or what motivates them to embrace life. Upon occasion, I might record an episode by myself, especially if I have a message I think will help people identify a purpose for their lives or take steps to pursue it. The people I'll be talking to will come from all walks of life, from corporate executives to stay-at-home moms. Some might have jobs, others might have businesses, and still others utilize their skills, talent, and abilities in volunteer positions. What they all have in common is that they reached a point in their lives where they were looking for more. Perhaps they were stuck in a job they didn't like, or were basically pushed out of careers that they loved long before they were ready to leave. Maybe they've been contemplating an idea for many years and finally took that essential first step of faith. In some instances, fate just stepped in and directed them to a new opportunity. I'd like to offer a little background about me so you can understand how I got to this point in my life. I'm a Wisconsin native who was born in 1960. My father was an industrial education teacher in Oshkosh, and my mother was a stay-at-home mom until I was eight years old. At that point, my parents got divorced. My mother got a job as an administrative assistant for the university, which required her, my sister, and I to move to the Madison area, which I consider my hometown. I was surrounded by females most of my life. Like I said, I lived with my mother and sister. When my father remarried, I got three stepsisters. Every family holiday involved spending time with four female cousins. The neighborhood in Madison I lived in during middle school and high school had 13 girls, and the closest boys were usually several years older than I was or considerably younger. After I got married, my wife and I had three daughters, which makes me a dodo, or dad of daughters only. And For a while, I had four granddaughters until the first boy came along. As a result, I learned to speak fluent female, although I struggled with the wife dialect. When my daughters were tweens and teens, I also pulled out my hair one clump at a time. For many years, I remember counting down the days until 6-7-8, or June 7th, 2008, when my youngest daughter would graduate, move out of the house, and start her own life, which would enable me to start a new life my own. However, when that day finally arrived, I was completely unprepared for the feelings of uselessness I experienced. I really felt empty inside as though there was no longer a significant purpose for my life. Our children had occupied so much of our time and attention for so many years that my wife and I neglected our relationship. A little over a year later, we were divorced in 2009. Tired of the snow and cold weather, I moved to sunny Arizona, in Sun City to be exact. Located in the northwest Phoenix metropolitan area, Sun City was America's first planned retirement community. According to Wikipedia, Sun City was opened in January 1, 1960, a few months before I was born, with just five model homes, a shopping center, a recreation center, and a golf course. 
The opening weekend drew 100,000 people, which was 10 times more than expected, and resulted in a Time magazine cover story. The developer, Del Webb, envisioned a community with lots of recreation opportunities so retirees could relax and just take it easy. Today, Sun City boasts of eight golf courses and seven giant recreation centers, offering everything from bowling to ceramics. When I moved to Sun City, I did so to be closer to some family members who already lived there. However, I was still working full-time, so I really didn't see or appreciate all that Sun City offered to retirees. Professionally, 2009 was a pivotal year for me as well. I had worked as a journalist covering the recreation vehicle industry for nearly a decade. I had been the editor-in-chief of RV Trade Digest since 2000. It was a wonderful job that allowed me to travel all over the country, attending trade shows, and interviewing RV dealers, manufacturers, suppliers, campground owners, and an occasional RV owner as well. However, the publishers of that magazine never saw the internet coming. Back then, industry news was published exclusively in trade magazines. That meant that people read about the news about six weeks later when magazines arrived in the mail. We always seemed to have more content than we were allowed to publish by the owners. So I suggested that we move the news online so that it could be read immediately and we'd have more room in the magazine for feature stories and product information. I pushed hard to get a website for several years. Finally, they gave me a blog, which allowed me to share some opinions with the RV industry. Those proved to be very popular, so I again pushed for the ability to publish news online. Finally, one of the vice presidents of the company told me outright, Listen, nobody in the RV industry has time to go online to read news. End of discussion. Needless to say, the magazine folded a few years later. But November 2007, I helped launch a competing magazine called RV Industry News that had an online component. That magazine was published every other month, but an email containing links to news stories went out to readers every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was popular, but launching a new publication in the midst of the Great Recession probably wasn't a smart idea. The publishing company I had partnered with to launch RV Industry News folded in April of 2009, and I found myself out of a job. When my wife lost her job a few weeks later, that was the death knoll for our marriage. I moved to Sun City to basically live for free at a snowbird relative's empty home, and I launched the RV industry's first entirely online publication called RV Daily Report. Like the name implied, it was a daily email newsletter that provided links to dozens of stories every day. It makes me laugh because when I started that publication, several naysayers told me there wasn't enough news in the RV industry to warrant a daily publication. RV Daily Report was so popular that every one of the industry's magazines launched a daily email newsletter within a year. Fast forward to 2014. I was growing restless living in a community of retirees, so I bought a used motorhome and hit the road living and working full-time in my RV. I thought it would be the pinnacle of my career by becoming the first RV industry journalist to live and work full-time in an RV while using the industry's products. For several years, I really enjoyed that experience, although it was rather lonely living by myself. Still, I managed to visit all 48 lower states at least once during the following three years. However, rather than being the pinnacle of my career, it brought about the demise of my business. The experience opened my eyes to some rather serious issues impacting the RV industry, problems everyone knew about but didn't want to address. I wrote a series of eight editorials called the RV Industry Death Spiral, which shined the light on those problems. 
The editorials were read by more than 250,000 people, so I guess they were popular. But they ticked off some very influential people in the RV industry who pressured my advertisers to withdraw their support. I lost 13 advertisers in four weeks. That took a lot of fun and profitability out of the business, so I sold my motorhome and my business in June of 2017. Although I continued to write some things for the publication, I really struggled with a sense of purpose and wondering what I could do to go forward. Missing the prestige, respect, and power I once had as an industry journalist, as well as a reason to get up every morning, I offered to buy the publication back in January 2019. Yet it wasn't the same. In fact, I hated it after just a few months. Being a man of faith, I remember talking to God about my feelings and the situation, but I didn't get any sympathy. I felt God saying to me, didn't we talk about this two years ago? I want you doing something else that helps people. But what could I do instead? Anyway, I literally blew up RV Daily Report in June 2019 so that could never be revived. Then depression really sunk in. Fortunately, I had a few freelance writing jobs that helped pay my monthly expenses, but I lacked a compelling purpose that really excited and motivated me. I was just going through the motions of life. Then COVID arrived, which ushered in a devastating period of isolation. With limited income, no purpose, and no opportunity to get out and do something to take my mind off my predicament, I sunk further and further into depression. My daily routine consisted of waking up around 10 a.m., having breakfast, reading online news and getting even angrier, having lunch, doing a little work, taking a nap, making dinner, scrolling through social media, watching a few movies at night, and then going to bed around midnight. This routine repeated daily for more than two years. As I was approaching my 60th birthday, I had a conversation with a mentor of mine, Vincent Puglisi, who runs the Total Life Freedom community. Vincent teaches people how to have time freedom, location freedom, and money freedom. I had been an inactive part of his community for several years. I already had location independence because I could watch TV anywhere. I had time freedom and that there was nothing of importance on my schedule, but I lacked financial freedom. I was burning through my retirement resources at an alarming rate, which made me even more depressed. I was stuck and needed help. So Vincent and I chatted one day about the options that I had. After listening to me whine for a while, he made a life-changing suggestion. Although Vincent was just about 49, he lives in an area of Florida that is popular with older people. He said, Greg, I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of older people struggle with the same issues and feelings you do. In fact, people my age often struggle with a sense of purpose. They often have extra time and often extra money, but they're looking for something productive to do. So why don't you help them find a purpose for their lives and show them how to get started? The idea instantly resonated with me, and the concept for Forward from 50 was born. While living in Sun City, I could clearly see what happened to so many retirees, especially men. They should be on top of the world. Their kids are gone, they're generally financially secure, they have grandchildren who adore them, and no schedule. Yet many of them were very sullen, angry, and unmotivated. For years, they dreamed of retiring from a job they didn't like, or worse, like me, they were forced out of a career they loved way too soon. They envisioned leaving the rat race behind and just taking it easy by golfing or fishing all day without any real responsibility. For men, retirement is especially hard. For most of their lives, their identity was wrapped up in work. Suddenly, they lose their respect, prestige, power, and things to do. The emails stop, 
The phone doesn't ring. There aren't any meetings to attend or reports to write. They lose their income, which is a reward and recognition for the contribution they made that month. Income also provides validation that they are important and needed. Suddenly, their whole purpose for just being ends, and they wind up feeling the same way I did when my youngest daughter graduated from high school, useless and unneeded. If they had been fired from a job or pushed out of a company, men also have feelings of betrayal and abandonment to deal with. Without purpose, they become grumpy old men. Now, everyone's business becomes their business. I wrote about grumpy old man syndrome in this recent blog. For example, people who suffer from that think the neighbor's grass is too tall or they left the garbage can outside overnight, so you better report them to the homeowner's association. Children are being too loud when they play or they're playing in the street, so he better call the police. People are pulling into his driveway to turn around so they can get to the garage sale down the street, so he runs out with something to block their entry to his domain. When he's out walking the dog and sees a neighbor has too many wine bottles in the recycle bin, often that is surely worthy of starting or spreading gossip. Because someone sat in his seat at church, he'll dwell on that all day and into Monday. The postal carrier left his engine running while walking up to deposit mail at his house, so he better report him for wasting hard-earned tax dollars on gasoline. Someone without handicapped license plate parked in a handicapped stall, so he leaves a scathing and anonymous note on their windshield. Never mind the driver was escorting a truly handicapped person into the building. He is convinced that the idiots running, you name it, the city, county, state, country, business, or whatever, have their heads so far up their wazoos that it must be hard for them to see. The busy waitress didn't refill his coffee cup fast enough every time he expected more, so he retaliates by leaving the beleaguered woman a penny tip. To live a life without purpose is a horrible position to be in. It's a vicious circle that sucks joy right out of living and forces men to further isolate to avoid interacting with people, which causes further depression. When the highlight of your week is to sit around a table at McDonald's with a dozen other grumpy old men, rehashing the same world problems they did last week and retelling the same stories from their heyday, then you know there's not much hope for things to improve. When you don't read books to improve your wisdom, knowledge, or insight, but stop whatever you're doing to read the latest news notification that pops up on your phone, then you know your mind is slowly wasting away. When all you can do is send one spam email after another to your friends and family, promoting the latest fear-mongering news story or silly video you just watched on YouTube, you're grasping for anything you hope provides validation for your existence. When you put all your hope in a person or political party winning the next election or a certain team winning a championship game, then what happens if the situation doesn't turn out the way you hoped? You're left with even more depression and feelings of hopelessness. For those reasons, it's no surprise that many retirees, especially men, face early death often because they lack a sense of purpose for their lives. In fact, the Social Security Administration found that people who retire at 55 are 89% more likely to die before they turn 65. The National Center for Biotechnology Information found that men who retire at 65 are often dead by 68. The Internet is full of websites promoting things people can do to achieve greater longevity, such as following a nutritious diet, stop smoking, moderate their drinking, maintain a healthy weight, control their stress, and get plenty of sleep. But they're all missing the key point, the need for purpose. Without a sense of purpose, I believe the reason so many men die so early is because they want to. 
They can't imagine living one more day without the ability to make an impact on people and the world around them. The need for purpose is so obvious, and that's why I started Forward from 50, to help men and women over the age of 50 to live more purposeful lives by pursuing things they're truly passionate about. The Forward from 50 website and platform features the following things. Inspirational stories about what we like to call go-getters, people over 50 who stepped out to do something completely different than what they did before turning 50. Insightful articles to give people new ideas and help them enjoy a more purposeful, joyful, and spiritually abundant life. An online community of enthusiastic dreamers who are already focusing on a new direction for their life. Virtual courses to help people change their mindset or get started on a new adventure. One-on-one or small group coaching to brainstorm ideas or paths to take. Finally, this podcast, Passionate Purpose where people tell their stories their own way in their own words. The ultimate reason why people need and want purpose is to create legacy or how you want people to remember you when you're gone. I firmly believe that our purpose changes as the seasons in our lives change. For example, in our pre-30s, our purpose was to gain skills, begin forming a network, start working, and begin a family. During our 30s and 40s, what I call the chaos years, Our purpose is to gain experience, raise kids, fine-tune our talent, and often learn new skills to benefit ourselves. During our post-50 years, that's when our true purpose guides us to our destiny, the very reason we were born and bestowed with specific skills, talents, and life experiences to benefit others. A genuine, life-changing purpose always benefits others to some degree. Playwright Gertrude Nelson Andrews hit the nail on the head when she said, There is no reason why a person shouldn't be young at 80, but there are a whole lot of people who die at 50 and aren't buried until they're 80. We have a right to be useful and creative if we live to be 100. A man at 80 should be a masterpiece, not something to be thrown into the dump heap. I could not agree more. I hope you enjoyed this introductory podcast and that you'll subscribe for more inspiring content to help you identify a purpose for your life take steps to pursue it. Please join me again next week for another episode of Passionate Purpose. Until then, please consider doing one or all of these things. Join the Forward for 50 Facebook group. At the moment, membership is open to everyone. Subscribe to my weekly Moving Forward newsletter. provides a short synopsis of all the inspirational stories and insightful articles posted to the Forward Yeah.